0: Love, Hope, Radio.
1: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Makoon Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is my co-host, Trevor Stores from Full Press Coverage and Rough District. How you doing, Trev?
2: Uh
0: kinda of sad with no more football.
2: But
0: uh off <laughs> season is always kinda looks like this one might be pretty interesting. And then we got college yeah. basketball NBA second half, so
1: it's alright. Yeah. Right. Hi, I'm psyched. We got March Madness coming up, we got an NBA and of course and I was watching free dance figure skating right afterwards. That was kind of a letdown. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, man, what a drop-off that was, you know, going from the Super Bowl to that. And I made me feel like now I know why I don't watch the Winter Olympics. Anyway, so there we go. Anyway, a we have a very special guest. It's the one. It's the, you know what? I should do this right. Hold on a second. Let me, let me back this up. Let's get some, let's get some music going here. Yeah, we got some special music here for our special guest. It's Will Shorter from the Urban Sports Scene Podcast. Hey, Will, welcome back to the
2: show. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm um, glad to be on the show. Glad to talk (laughs) some football, even though this will be the uh, last week that we can actually talk live NFL action. But, you know, it's good. I know. know, It'll it'll be good.
1: It's sad. It's sad. But uh, you know what? I, I have to say that we actually... Wanted to get you on the show this season, though, and I still think this is this season because you did, and and, and I and I fully admit it. Win this year's football garbage time versus urban sports scene NFL picks pool. We've been doing this for <laughs> seven years now, I think now, and and it's been back and forth. And Will, you just came in and dominated. Uh, you had an impressive 186 correct picks. Well wow. done, well done, Will. That is over 65 percent. Correct. That's right. Give me, give me a hand. 65% correct. That is amazing. Yeah, That's give amazing, me Will. I know. Give, me my applause. Next-
2: give me my give me my flowers while I'm here, man. I've you know? <laughs> Wait,
1: wait, you guys didn't let me finish. It's amazing how lucky you are, Will. Being able to get 65% correct. I can't believe it. I mean, what what the hell, dude? But I you know, I just kidding. No, I'm no hard. luck no luck involved, man. It's just skill.
2: Skill. You was, know, you have know. to look at You got to look at betting um, as a macro, as like you're investing, you got to know that the house wins wants to win 65 percent of the time. Yeah. You make your picks based off that.
1: Yeah, well, you earned it, man. You, you're in all seriousness, totally earned it. You, you only beat me by a few picks. It was pretty close. I didn't want to give it up until the very end, but I had to concede. You know, uh, last week that you actually won this. congratulations, congratulations Will. Urban Sports Team takes this round. Shout out to the urban sports scene. We're looking forward for a rematch next year. All right, plenty to talk about today, including Super Bowl 56, the halftime show, results of our annual prop ed pick, and much, much more. Whew, that's that's a mouthful. we got so much going on that we might as well get this thing rolling. All right, first things first, Super Bowl 56 but more important than the game. And, Will, you already asked me this question about what I like to eat during football, but I'm going to ask this question of all you guys now. What is it that you guys all eat during the Super Bowl? Will, let's start with you.
2: Oh, man, I, I had a spread going on this, this past Sunday. I had all chicken right. wings, had nachos, had uh, baked macaroni and cheese, Ooh. collard greens, biscuits. <laughs> I made everything for, for myself and those who came and watched the game with
1: me. collard greens, man, you went above and beyond. Absolutely. I went, it went all out, out man. Yeah, so went all out. Oh my god, <laughs> I mean, it, you got to you got to mix it up. Super
2: Bowl is Sunday dinner, you know. Okay, there <laughs> yeah, you
1: go. yeah. No, there I you. totally get it, but like, man, that takes some time. I'm not I'm not investing any time in my food. My food was just like it was barely edible. I just got a, I got it out there in front <laughs> of me, and I was just I was just shoving it away. It was definitely not any time spent in me planning out my spread. But hey, let me go to you, Trev. I know we had a discussion about what we would like to eat. What did you end up pulling out in your spread for Super Bowl Fifty Six? Uh, I
0: had some. I had a beer cheese dip with some spinach, like a dip oh man. Yeah. See, you, already,
1: you guys are all outdoing me. Beer cheese dip. <laughs> I I wouldn't have gotten the beer in the cheese. It wouldn't <laughs> have made it that far. I'm just telling you that uh, right
0: now. Little finger <laughs> sandwiches, like some chicken salad sandwiches and ham and Swiss sandwiches. Finger
1: sandwiches. Uh, who are you yeah. people? I don't
0: know. Just little finger. Nothing too crazy.
1: That's pretty yeah, good. That's good. I, I have to say, and you guys all know this, I had the, uh, as you're fully aware, I had the full 90% fat dripping with that weird orange grease nacho. That was fantastic until like about eight hours later when I'm like, why did I eat that weird orange grease? <laughs> stuff was, What the hell is that? I don't even know what it was. Anyway, I had sliders. I had some chicken wings. And of course I classed it up a bit. I put out a bowl of hummus on the table that I didn't touch, but it was there. So if anybody <laughs> came by, I'd be like, check it out guys. We got a hummus on the table. This is fantastic. I, I am classy. I'm having a classy Super Bowl party, so uh-huh. uh, you know. Hey, you guys, will are you a fan of hummus at all? Yes, I am. Actually, I actually am a
2: huge fan of hummus.
1: Oh, okay, all well, right. you have a right. roasted
2: red pepper hummus? Oh, no doubt. Pepper, okay. I mean, I I,
1: I absolutely ignored the hummus and the roasted red pepper on top. So I did. I did it all. I definitely did that full on. <laughs> and what about you, Trev? You you a fan of hummus?
0: Yeah, I, I like hummus. I'm not like crazy about it but i could eat it it's good it's not bad <laughs>
1: okay well I that sounds that sounds like a glowing rec- that, that sounds like a glowing uh recommendation for hummus right there i i can eat it it's if i have nothing else in the, at the end of the yeah. day sure why not yeah, yeah no sure. I, I got you i got you actually to be to be absolutely honest i actually like hummus i'm i'm giving it a hard time only because that was the classiest thing i could find in my fridge to put out so you know that's <laughs> i had to do something that was it Anyway, let's 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 close the door on that. Then let's move on to the game because that is what we were here to talk about. We got Super Bowl fifty-six between the twelve and five, L.A. Rams and the ten and seven Cincinnati Bengals with a spread of three point five in favor of the Rams and the over under at forty point five. Went right down to the wire as the Rams defeated the Bengals by a score of twenty-three to twenty, right inside the spread and right below the over under. It was a tale of two halves and missed opportunities as the Rams started hot, stumbled a little out of the first half, and did the second and did just enough to eke out the win with just 43 seconds left to go in the game. What, what more or what less could you expect out uh, of a postseason that we've had so far? Bengals conversely found their groove in the first two series of the third quarter and then went completely in the hole for the remainder of the game. So let me first ask you guys some questions about some pivotal decisions in the game because I think a lot of these things really had some prepercussions for the rest of the game. So on their very first drive... The Bengals after a fantastic defensive stand got a punt, the Bengals then went for it on fourth and one from midfield and they failed to convert. Now regardless of how it ended up, let me start with you, Will. Was that a good or bad decision? What do you think?
2: Uh I think it was a I think
1: it was a necessary decision they had to go for. It. Um here's why.
2: The because, you know, that up until that point that the uh, Rams offense had been pretty efficient and had been moving. Um, when when you know um, and I forget if OB, OBJ went out, before, I think he went out a little bit before um, the um, the injury occurred a little bit before um, they they went for it on uh, fourth and one. But you got to you got to you got to put up a lot of points against the Rams um, to be able to you know to be in their home in the Super Bowl to be able to compete. And I think Coach Zach Taylor knew that, and also I think he has the ultimate confidence in Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. they they went for it.
1: Well, it was Burrow of an incomplete short right pass to Jamar Chase. So it's the two guys that you expect to be the ones that you go to in situations like that. Uh, actually, it was before OBJ went out, but you know, point taken. Rams obviously had a potent offense on the field. Trev, what do you think? Was it a good or bad decision early in the first quarter? Bengals going for it at fourth and one from midfield.
0: Uh, hell yeah, it was a great decision. It's the Super Bowl. No oh, wow. Stuff. You should leave it back in the postseason and then, I mean back in the earlier rounds. It's the Super Bowl. You you just winner, you know, do whatever you got, do whatever it takes to get that Super Bowl ring, that's the mentality you should have for the whole game. So yeah, why not go four and four for it on four one? I was all for it. Maybe okay, a different all play right. calls. different play call <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you, know, you
1: know
0: going for it on four for one in first quarter.
1: Who cares? Just do it. I, I totally agree with that uh, sentiment, though, Trev. I mean, the fact of the matter is that Tom Brady is not the only person who can sneak the ball. And exactly. I don't understand, with all these fourth and ones, why Joe Burrow never decided to try to sneak the ball. I mean, I, it's no. not like he doesn't run the ball. Well, yeah, can't. play calling
0: on fourth down, fourth down um, attempts was kind of shaky.
1: So. Questionable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely very questionable. The fourth and one, and, three and third and one, which we're going to get to in a minute. But um, yeah. so let's Flip it around now. You guys both said you're, you're in on the fourth and one try by the Bengals. Now, at yes. the end of the first half, very mm-hmm. last possession, the Rams were fourth and one from, the mid, from midfield with 18 seconds left. They decided to punt it into the end zone, and, of course, nothing end, happened after that. Um, the, the half ended. But should the Rams have gone for it on fourth and one from midfield with 18 seconds left? They had multiple timeouts available, so theoretically they could have ran any play they wanted. And uh called the timeout, but what do you think? Should they have been more aggressive at the end of the first half? And Will, we'll start with you
2: um i think I think the Rams made the, the the correct decision. Here's why because Cincinnati ultimately got the ball um coming out coming out of into the uh, second half
1: right so right
2: if you make if you make that miss, if you miss getting that fourth down, right, you're probably to eighteen yards away from a field goal to opportunity. So you mm-hmm. probably the thinking was, let's punt the ball, make them have to drive the length of the field, and then they can get a, they can get a possession to start the third yep. the third quarter. Right. So let's not give up a let's not give up a cheap three points here.
1: Right. Right. No, I I get it. And Evan McPherson obviously a perfect fourteen of fourteen in the postseason, and uh, you know on his way. Tied a postseason record for made field goals. Trev, are you okay over there? I feel like you need some Allegra or something, yeah, buddy. Yeah, to... <laughs> It's bad. Or, or man. Do we... <laughs> it's bad. But I'm good. All right, all right. Yeah, take 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 a deep breath, buddy. You know, don't don't talk <laughs> about drinking water. It's bad. that's bad. That's bad. That's, that's what my mom. That's what my mom told me, at least. Anyway, so let me ask you, Trev. Fourth and one, midfield, Rams. Eighteen seconds left in the first half. Should they have been more aggressive, or do you agree with uh, Will here? No, I agree
0: with Will here in this particular situation. Uh, like I said, they're right there in midfield. You're about 12 to 18 yards away if you don't convert that. McPherson has a leg on him. We've already seen that earlier early rounds. Um, and then, yeah, they get the ball at, after halftime. So if they could field goal and, you know, get three, they have another chance to come back out and add on to that. So I think that was a smart decision. Like Will said, just punt it away, make them drive down the field if they want to score in 18 seconds. So Wow! Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Wow! You guys are all all in sync today. That's a, that's pretty amazing. I'm mean, I a smart you know, man. A smart man. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. I'm questioning how how come you and you know you will and, and, and Trevor are are on the same page? It's crazy to me. I mean, first you're super lucky on yeah. these NFL picks, and now you're like a NFL genius. It's amazing <laughs> what's happened here. Um, that, that being said, uh, that's, uh, I agree with both of you guys. Actually, I would have not gone for fourth and one uh, with the Bengals. I know I, I agree being aggressive is the way to go. And obviously, you know, you put on the hands of Burrow and Chase and they're your two top players, arguably. But, uh, you know, it's too early in the game for me for that. You know, fourth and one and midfield, eh, you, you give up maybe a field goal. Exactly what, Will, you said about, you know, the Rams not wanting to give up an easy field goal to the Bengals. I kind of feel like... Same should have been true for the Bengals going fourth and fourth and one in the first quarter. Before we move on to the second half, and I have a couple questions there, let me cover a couple of the prop bets that Trev, you and I picked earlier last week. Uh, I know you probably uh, followed this a little bit, but we, uh, I had picked heads for the opening coin toss. Trev, you picked tails. The actual was heads. So look at that. Look at the prognosticator there. Uh, who was gonna? What was the team going to do who won the coin toss? I said defer. You said receive. Guess what? They deferred. Oh, look at that. Another one. But... Trev, I'll give this to you. First score, a rushing or receiving touchdown, uh, you said Odell Beckham Jr., and it was Odell Beckham Jr. And to cap it off, you also got the last score um, uh, of a receiving touchdown or uh, rushing touchdown, and you said Cooper Cup, and it was Cooper Cup. So well done, Trev. You got those things. (laughs) That, That was dynamite. We also said first field goal to be kicked was Evan McPherson. That was right. Longest field goal to be kicked actually was Matt Gay at 41 yards. So we all got that wrong. And well well done, Trev. The Gatorade bath that was yes taken sir. was blue yeah, because the Rams won. I guess like, orange. What the
0: hell are you the- talking about? I was like, I had a prop bet from one of my pod teams on the
1: Gatorade color,
0: and I was right. <laughs> yes,
1: you were. You were great. absolutely right. Was and blue was the better I odds, too. So if you listen to – you listened to Trev, you would have made some big money there because I guess orange, I was wrong, I man up to yeah. that and own it right now uh so yeah. <laughs> and I'll say this because there was a pod, there was a bet, and i I'll invite anyone to tell me the answer to this, and I'll invite will to tell me the answer to this as well. There was an over under uh prop bet for a number of commercials during the Super Bowl that featured a dog it was over under six point five I totally lost count I mean like. Part of it was I was eating and drinking and watching the game, but part exactly. of it was I just totally lost count of how many commercials had dogs in it. Will, any idea? Do you know it was over under 6.5 commercials with dogs in it? I know there was at least I'm three not... in the second half. So Yeah, uh-uh. I'm not
2: going to lie to you. I don't know the number, but if I had to guess, I would probably go. America loves their dogs, so I'd probably oh, yeah. go over.
1: Yeah, I, I think let's, let's just say over. You know, what, I was going to say okay. over. Yeah, we're just going to say over because uh, Will says it's over. and He's been right about everything so far, so we'll just take Will's word on it. You know, there he can't you be go. wrong. So there you go. <laughs> All right, back to the game. Two more pivotal decisions here. Should, you know, and this was interesting because these are both uh, calls on the field by the uh, ref uh, by the uh, by the refs that were controversial. Uh, and first of which is T. Higgins being called, uh, not being called for a face mask on Jalen Ramsey on that touchdown catch at the beginning of the third quarter. Let me start with you, uh, Trev, this time first. What do you think? Should a face mask have been called on that play?
0: Oh, for sure. That was a blatant face mask. Jalen Ramsey's mm-hmm. not just going to fall down like that on his own with his arms playing mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. um, T. Higgins didn't do any kind of ankle-breaking moves so they can do that. So yeah, that was awful. It was a horrible, horrible missed call on the rest. I mean, it was good that there was, like, a, not that many penalties yeah. until the fourth quarter or second half, which was good, nice, clean game. But that was a blatant yep. face-mask call. you got to believe the whistle will make that call.
1: Yeah, let me flip it over to Will. Would you agree with that, or what do you think about that? It have been the face-mask call on T. Higgins regarding Jalen Brown. So, that was,
2: an interesting, that was an interesting play right there, right? Because the way I interpreted it was, both of the guys were hand wrestling, right? Trying to yep. uh, trying to establish position. Right. It seemed as if um, Jalen Ramsey tried to disengage from T. Higgins and he started to fall down. And then right. at that point T. Higgins tried to stop and he accidentally pulled his face mask.
1: Oh, interesting. Um, even
2: though even though an accident, you know, that doesn't mean to anything doesn't mean that it's still not a penalty. Right, but I think it was a bang bang play. Right, so with the refs not being as aggressive with the with the flags throughout the first half. Right, I think they probably be, he did the right thing.
1: Consistent. He was consistent for them not to call yes. it. No, so he, yeah.
2: just, he was consistent throughout the, up to up to that point of the game. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, that was controversial. I mean, like you know, I I was with you, Will. It was so, it happened so quick, and when you watch it in real time, it really does look totally accidental. But when you watch it in slow mo, it, it just like Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, and I feel like then I start I'm start moving into Trev's camp, like looks like he really grabbed him and pulled him to the ground. But I do feel like Ramsey was already going. It's just really hard to tell one way or the other. They let him play. And, uh, you know, that was a 75 yard touchdown. Big, big difference in the game. Didn't ultimately change anything, but made the ending really exciting. Anyway, let's go on to the next penalty that was that was actually called and and this is the one which I think there's the most discussion because there were three consecutive penalties called on the Bengals at the end of the game in that final drive by the Rams but this is the one that people have been talking about there there's a question about Wilson being called called a holding penalty on Cooper Cup on third and goal at the eight-yard line just a minute 47 left to play in the game they played it over a couple times in the game looked questionable what are your thoughts here on that one, Trev? Should they have called a holding call on on Wilson for holding Cooper Cup or not?
0: So, that's one of those things where, like, a different angle, it looked like it was, and another angle, like, it didn't. But I mean, from the angle I saw, it looked it looked like he just he kind of altered cups, movement a little bit, slowed him down just a little bit. He might not have like actually physically held, but he slowed him down a little bit, at least to slow down his route. So yeah, I think that was a, a right call. And I just think because honestly, Cooper Cup is hard to guard, and the Bengals were getting lazy in the fourth quarter during crunch time. They couldn't hang with with, with Cooper Cup or anything. So I think that that's why they were holding. So yes, it was a holding call.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. Interesting. So Will, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it over to you now. What do you think? Should this have been a holding call on Wilson uh, for holding Cooper Cup? Um,
2: well, I'll, I'll start here. I think it's a terrible defensive call for you to put a linebacker on yes. Cup. Yeah, well, that's obviously down.
1: a obviously a mistake. Yeah. So that so, yeah, so
2: that's so that's obvious. Even though if you were trying to bracket him, you know, I, I get the philosophically what you're trying to do, but um, yes, it was it was um, pass interference. You know, I think he was outside of that five yard yeah. area, that five yard zone, that cushion that uh, DBs usually get, and if you notice. When Cooper Cup is running his route across the field, right. he slows, like Trez said, he slows up slightly and you see that tug of the jersey uh-huh. and only the back, probably the back official or back referee would be yeah. able to see that. If you're looking from the front view, you wouldn't be able to see it. But if you're the ref or the back judge and you're looking at it um, live action, you definitely saw him uh-huh. slow slow down and alter his route just a little bit. And that allowed Wilson to keep to really shadow him and get in there and contest that pass. Exactly. You
1: know, so that that's interesting because I, you know, I, I've been watching that video, and and my, you know, and I and, and I agree. Like depending on what angle you look at, it does definitely feels different. But what's interesting to me is that it looks to it's unclear to me if Cooper Cup is already turning inside because he sees that Matt Stafford is going to throw the ball inside. It yeah. was unclear to me. Or was Matt Stafford throwing the ball inside because he saw Cooper Cup was slowing down? I, I don't know. You know, that that's the thing. That's the part I can't tell because it's hard to tell, you know, what the timing of the pass was. Because if, if Stafford was throwing it inside and Cup was already altering his own course, his own route in order to get the ball, and that's why, you know, Wilson ended up in front of him and knocked the ball mm-hmm. down, then I think that's totally clean. I don't think there's any problem there. I, I think it is a problem, though, if Stafford was throwing the ball inside, anticipating the fact that he was being slowed down by Wilson, not knowing that Wilson was had his hand on his back. And it was very, very hard to tell if he was tugging the jersey or just had a hand on the back. So I don't know. It's a tough one. That one was a tough one. But I, I feel like if you're going to call that, you should have called the face mask in the beginning of the third quarter. And if you're not going to call the face mask in the beginning of the third quarter, you probably wouldn't shouldn't call that either. I don't know. It, it was just kind of my feel on, on this is that they – the, the calls were a little bit inconsistent in terms of what they thought was a penalty and wasn't a penalty. Uh, that being said, it didn't really matter because there were two other penalties called anyway. <laughs> it was, you really all kind of ended up being a penalty fest right there at the end of the uh, second half of the game. But let me ask you this question, last question about it. Should the Bengals – so this is at the end of the game now, 43 seconds left. It's third and one. they got two timeouts left. Should the Bengals have run the ball – on third and one with Samajah Piran with 43 seconds left in the game. Uh, Will, I'll go to you first. Uh,
2: should they have run the ball? Yes. Should they have mm-hmm. run the ball with Samaj P. Ryan? No. Um, <laughs> I've I never understood the fascination. You know, Samajah Piran was a guy who was in Washington part of, you know, um, what then was, well, the, the Washington football team and now the Washington Commanders. I never understood the fascination with him. I know he's a very physical back, a very big back, yeah. but he doesn't run very hard. Um, right. So I would have run with I would have gone with Joe Mixon, um, yeah, that's the guy who's got me here this all thus far. Um, not don't get too cute. Um, I would have yep. gone with Joe Mixon, but I wouldn't have run it with Samaje Peewee. Don't understand the yep. personnel decision.
1: Yeah, that that it was uh, interesting. And, and before I say anything, Trev, what do you think about that uh, on third and right.
2: I totally
0: agree. Why was Joe Mixon out of the game? Uh, why is Samaj P. Ryan your third down back? I mean, that's like, <laughs> like Will said, I don't understand yep. the fascination with Samaj P. Ryan either. Um, I guess it's because he had that that forty yard touchdown run or whatever against the Chiefs. They just thought that he could contribute again this game, but nah, dog. Put Joe Mixon in there or there yeah. more week. Yeah, do a quarterback
1: sneak. Yeah, exactly. I I have yeah. to think that there's something up with Joe Burrow's knee you know, from a couple of plays back, you know, two series yeah. back when he had his knee tend, that maybe he couldn't have snuffed the ball, but still a third and one, I feel like you just got to have him run it. I mean, the guy was mobile and Joe Mixon averaging 4.8 yards per carry during the game. That's yeah. pretty darn good. Samaji Pirine, zero yards on two carries and <laughs> zero of one targets. I mean, he was not, he had no exposure to the game at all. He was completely, um, you know, completely just not ready for that, And there's no way he's going to barrel his way through that Rams defense. All right, so real quick, because I'm going to let Will go really shortly, and then we're going to loop back around, discuss a couple extra things, Trev. But let's talk about the halftime show, all right, just real quick. We had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. We had Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. We had uh, guests 50 Cent and Anderson Pack on drums. Rate this halftime show for me, Will. Zero to ten, ten being the best. Of all the halftime shows you've seen, how did this rate for you?
2: Probably eight and a
1: half. Oh, that's
2: not bad. Um, and it's not bad. No, it, it, listen, I love hip-hop music. That's the music I was brought up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that this halftime show had, um, it was hip-hop influence, heavily hip-hop influenced, but it had a very diverse sound. You know, you yep. had um, huge pop stars such as Eminem. You yep. had um Doctor Dre and Snoop for, you know, the nineties babies for the eighties. Oh, babies great.
1: Who grew brilliant. up on
2: hip hop in the nineties. For the yes, ladies sir. you had Mary J. Blige. And for <laughs> the new for the new school you had Kendrick Lamar and they even yep. threw in fifty cent in there.
1: Yeah. That was a bonus. So I, I didn't expect that. That was I, I,
2: didn't I thought either. that was great. I didn't either. Yeah.
1: You know, I I have to say it was uh entertaining because they all really meshed well on stage. I thought the entire performance meshed well on stage. And and Trev, why don't you give us your zero to ten on this one? What do you think of this halftime show? Yeah, I thought it was eight
0: and a half, nine. Like oh, uh, like nice. they just said, uh, They had somebody for every generation. There was no yep. lagging in the production. Everything was smooth. The yep. transitioned. transition. The stage was amazing. The dancers were amazing. The prop was amazing. Like everything was just it was it was awesome.
1: Yep. And no football was used as a prop. So I was wrong on that prop bet. Uh, <laughs> and you were right, Trev. You were right. <laughs> I, I can I like say this. It was much more entertaining and lively and just interesting than the weekend last year. I mean, I love the weekend, but man, that, I was snoozing <laughs> during that halftime show this was way, way more interesting, way more. And it was, it was just kept, we kept moving and there was so much stuff happening and so many great stars there. I, I really did enjoy it. They, I can say that of all the recent ones, this will be the most memorable outside of uh, 2015 uh, and not because of Katy Perry, but because of left shark. You guys remember left shark, the shark who was just kind of, he had in the shark outfit, he was dancing yes. to his own uh, groove yeah. during the entire time. That yeah. guy was awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He was the best. He was the best. I will always remember Left Shark, not Katy Perry, but Left Shark. But that hey, anyway, Will, (laughs) thanks so much for joining us on the show today because I know you got to jump off. You got to do your own show. So everybody, you got to check that out. Urban Sports Scene is a fantastic podcast. We love those guys, and they know they're everything. I mean, they know they're everything. And I know we're off football season now, so you're dying to know about NBA. You're dying to know about all the other sports out there. Listen to these guys. Tune into the Urban Sports Scene every Tuesday night, I believe 8 p.m. every Tuesday night. Is that right, Will?
2: Yes, that's correct. And I would love to have you both of you gentlemen on when free agency starts so you can start to break down yes, some sure. of the acquisitions and yes, some of the things that you see kind of evolving in the market. Sounds no good. doubt.
1: We will be on there to bring yeah. the ratings of your show down. We will absolutely take that. <laughs> we'll dig it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Will. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks for joining us. All right,
2: peace, man. I appreciate you guys.
1: All right. So that was Will Shorter of the Urban Sports Scene, a longtime friend of the podcast, or the Urban Sports Scene, a longtime friend of the podcast, representing the DMV. So, Trev, you you, you should love these guys. They're kind of right in your neighborhood, actually. Exactly, yeah. You yeah. To them. They're fantastic they guys. Of course. Yeah, we are got to get Wole on the show, and we've got to get Ray on the yeah. show. They're fantastic. They're, they're really, uh, they've been a friend of the podcast since day one. Since 2015, we've had a collaboration with them. We've done this, NFL pick them contests with them. We've done uh, mock drafts with them. They've been on our show. We've been on their show. Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get over there and uh, and destroy their show one time. We'll just go on because they tend to limit our time. You know, just a little bit of a little bit of a spoiler alert, Trev. They never let us stay on the show the entire time because they know that we would just absolutely ruin it. Oh, so, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, on. well, they're the ones who introduced me to you to get me on here. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. they did. That's right. I, we owe them. We owe them for that. That's right. We owe them for that. They are fantastic. Um, all right. So let's get back to the Super Bowl real quick and cover up a few, cover a few more things, because I do want to uh, ask you about a few things more on the Super Bowl. And then I want to flip to a question that I mean, it's like it's just a ridiculous question about who you think is going to be uh, in line to make it to Super Bowl 57. But before we get to that, let me just ask you a couple of questions here. So this is interesting to me. Now, Joe Burrow actually had a higher passer rating than Matt Stafford in the game. Matt, Joe Burrow had a 101.0, Matt Stafford at 89.9. And uh, and the question I have for you is, who do you think was the best Quarterback in the game, and you can't say Joe Mixon, even though he had 131.1 passer <laughs> rating, but but so you can't say Joe Mixon. But you had so Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow. Who do you think was the best quarterback in the game?
0: Joe, I mean sorry, Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the stats might say different, but if you just watch the tape, I mean he threw a no look pass in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, Super that was insane.
1: That was he insane. He
0: was hitting balls <laughs> and windows that didn't need to be fit. Like. He never – he had some Joe Burrow in him. He never quit. He threw two picks back, back from both of them. Um, yep. I mean, I think overall, yeah, Matt Stafford. Yeah, Joe Burrow's stats were nice. He had that bomb to Chase in the first half, and he had that 75-yard bomb to T Higgins. But yes, sir. other than that, you just remember Joe Burrow being sacked a lot. He's on the ground a lot. He was sacked a lot. He didn't, know, he lot didn't make any me. incredible throws. He didn't you know do anything, any, anything impressive. He just – you know, also didn't have a chance to do anything impressive because of offensive line. So oh, yeah, i for, oh, that, yes. that for sure, hands down.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. The offensive line really let Joe Burrow down. He got sacked seven times. He got hit eleven times on top of that, and then there were eight total tackles for loss of other players. Those seven sacks alone resulted in negative forty three yards.
0: Wow. Negative
1: forty three yards. The 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 Rams defense generated negative forty three yards. Uh, you know something yeah. that is really really impressive and if you look at you know what what's the actual impact of that because you know i didn't realize this so i went back and just looked at broke the game down kind of took another look at it but from the time that the bengals hit that field goal you know so they they picked matt stafford uh, i thought wow they got all the they got all the momentum now they uh-huh. squander that they hit a get a field goal on that attempt so now they they're yeah. up right and yeah. that's four that's 423 into the third quarter from that point on, to the end of the game, from 4:23 into the third quarter to the end of the game, they had 26 plays for just 50 total yards, and it resulted <laughs> in four punts and a turnover on downs. That was the Bengals' offense yeah. for almost the entirety of the second half.
0: Yeah, I mean so that's they did what they did to the Chiefs. That
1: happened to them. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The Rams. I mean, and, and the thing is that it's it's interesting because, you know, I, I almost give the Bengals more credit because they have they don't have the players the Rams do. But I give the Bengals credit. They made adjustments. We didn't yeah. it wasn't it wasn't clear because, you know, the Bengals had that 75 yard bomb, like you said, and then they, obviously they had the pick and they got the field goal. So you couldn't tell that the Rams made an adjustment, but they, they basically blew one coverage, which might have been a penalty. Ooh. Everything else was exactly what they had to do. Yeah. And they shut them down. They absolutely shut them down. So uh, impressive.
0: I kind of want to say Aaron Donald is kind of like the defensive Tom Brady versus Tom Brady yeah. because he might not. I mean, he'll do he'll do enough in the beginning of the game to impact it. But then if he if he you know you give him a chance to make a stop, like you give Tom Brady a chance with two minutes left to win the game, he doesn't. Yeah, you
2: he'll Aaron come Give Aaron Donald
0: a chance to make a stop. It was under 30 seconds to go. He's going to turn up and make that stop. And so, I mean, he did it in the 49ers game uh, two yep. weeks ago.
1: He same did. exact
0: play, opposite uh, opposite side of the field, but same exact result except for interception. But, you know, he on the quarterback around, threw up a duck. He did it to Jimmy G right. on Sunday. So, it's just Aaron Domino is like the defensive Tom Brady in that situation. You give him time yeah. to close out the game, he comes alive. Yeah,
1: then, So, that's yeah. a good question because – Now I'm going to ask you about the MVP because Cooper Cup got the MVP. Uh, 92 yards, eight of 10 receptions, uh, two touchdowns. Interestingly, he only had 50 yards going into that last – 50 yards and a touchdown going into that last drive. That entire last drive was Cooper Cup. A seven-yard run, 42 yards of receiving and a touchdown. Almost the entirety of that was Cooper Cup going into that last winning touchdown drive. But as you said, Aaron Donald – incredibly impactful on the game, particularly at the end, sealing the win on third and one and on fourth and one against the Bengals with 43 seconds left. So what do you think? Was that the right decision? Was it the right decision for Cooper Cup to get MVP, or should it have been Aaron Donald?
0: Um, Yes and no. Those okay. three players in this name could have all been MVP. Cooper Cup could have, just because of what you just said, the last drive was mm-hmm. all Cooper Cup, you know, game-winning yep. touchdown, 8 for 10, da-da-da. Matt Stafford because he you know gave the ball to Cooper Cup he led the team <laughs> the so damn, yeah he, he led the drive and then you can say Aaron Donald because of the third and one stop fourth and one stop and his overall impact in the entire game I mean they were triple teaming that guy and he, he still they could, still couldn't stop him so yes yeah, sir any one of those three could have been MVP honestly so there is no right or wrong I think what they gave to the Cooper Cup because if you want to be honest yeah. I thought Cooper Cup should have got MVP in a regular season, but that's another topic of discussion. I day. totally but,
1: agree. Uh, totally. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron his, get MVP?
0: Picks, but, like, <laughs> they lost in the first round, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> the Like, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers missed the game because of COVID. Like, I mean, I know he's had less than 10 picks, but Cooper yeah. Cup did everything, <laughs> everything. that Gary Rice did his entire career. Cooper Cup did it all this season. That's not MVP. Yeah. I don't know what That's is.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, with no Cooper teams, Cup, there's
0: yep. no Super Bowl. There's no Absolutely. playoff appearance. There's no Super nope. Bowl trip. There's no Super Bowl. Without Aaron Rodgers, same thing. But come on, man, just give it to Cooper Cup. That's what yeah, I think. Yeah,
1: I agree. He was so impactful on his team in the postseason. I mean, like just thinking back at what what they had to overcome to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, he was so impactful all the way around, like every game he was impactful. You know, think about the fact that last minute field goal against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was engineered by Cooper cup, you know, and and this last win and this last entire drive, you know, handing the ball off to him on fourth and one, so he gets a seven yard scamper kidding him with all those different, the 22 yard pass completion, which was all after the catch right? I mean, he ha- he yeah. got the ball like five yards beyond the line. He he went 17 yards on his own. So, you know, like the entire game was Cooper Cup. You know, in, in that game against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, he had 183 yards and a touchdown. I mean, yeah. the-, the guy was insane, you know, absolutely yeah. insane. You know, mo- second most receiving yards in all time for NFL. Only Calvin Johnson had more. And then the postseason he just uh, rocked it. So, yeah, oh, I-, there, I agree. There. He should have been MVP for the season for sure. And I agree that Aaron Donald had just as much a right to the MVP. But, you know, I, I have to say that for the Super Bowl, that is. But I have to say that, you know, in, in ter- if you're going to talk about it that way, you know, Von Miller also had a spectacular sure, yeah. game. You know, exactly. it, I, I think the entire defense as a whole uh, probably should have gotten that uh, MVP right. because of the importance, that they, the important part that they played. In keeping the uh, Bengals basically in check, and and they don't talk about it, but Ernest Jones, linebacker Ernest Jones, he should be credited for causing some of the most consistent pressure on Joe Burrow. You know, I mean, I I know it wasn't always him getting to the quarterback, but it was his play that opened up those windows for Donald Floyd Miller to get back there and hit quarterback. So I you know, let's not just say it was just you know Donald Floyd Miller. It's Donald Floyd Miller Jones, and the fact that Ramsey has great coverage out there. It's the entire defense. So. Uh, hats off to all of them alright man so uh, let, let's just end this off because we're already in overtime as we speak so I'm going to end this off by just covering a couple more of these prop bets that we had because I just because we did them so I got to talk about them um, and during the Jordan national anthem we all got over 998 seconds well done to all of us will we missed the national anthem we all said no and nothing was missed will there be a song that has left time the national anthem yes it was that 175 yards for by the uh, So yes, and we all got that right. Yes. How many planes will fly over? I said over five. You said under five. It ended up being zero. Uh, so uh, <laughs> under five wins. Way to go, Trev. Yes, um, I will admit I was so like caught up with timing the national anthem, I didn't see which quarterback they showed first. <laughs> did you did you I didn't see quarterback they showed
2: first? I no. totally wasn't paying
1: attention. I was like watching my timer. 'Cause I wanted to make sure if it was over or under ninety eight seconds. She was way over. She was way over. It was a minute and it was 50 like a second like ninety
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> And okay, oh, and the yeah. halftime show prop bets, who performed the first at halftime? I said Dr. Dre, you said Mary J. Blige, it was Doctor Dre. Yes, but uh will, will any of M and M's performance be censored? Uh nope. None of it was. We still said yes, but nope. And he even took an E. So um yes, yes. nothing there. Yeah, so, you know, way to go, Eminem. And and actually, the NFL was in on it, apparently, according to Dr. Grace. So, no. That's what, that's what he said. I mean, he said that they fully understood that they was going to do that, and they were okay with it. Part of him taking the knee. So, Very good. Uh, I don't know. Sounds like retconning to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I kind of feel like he just did it, and they're like, oh, we don't, we can't come out and say that, that was a problem. So, let's just, uh, you know, we'll say we're in on it. But anyway. <laughs> First song that was going to be played, you said Family Affair. I said Still D.R.E. It was the next episode. Fantastic song. I loved it, actually. Now that I look at it, I'm like, that was a great song to start with. Yeah, and, it was. I, and I was totally wrong because Still D.R.E. was a great song to end on. And I um, guess I, I guessed wrong on that one. Number of songs performed, it was way over 8.5. It was like 11 songs performed <laughs> in that halftime yeah, show. Yeah, it
2: was.
1: So uh, we were way in on that. Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? No and no. So we all said no and nothing happened. And so we were all right on that one. And um, finally, the uh, the question of which commercial will be the first to be aired after the kickoff, we were all wrong. It was actually Toyota. It wasn't uh, com or Expedia. It was Toyota. <laughs> so <laughs> rah, rah, we love <laughs> yeah. yes, Anyway, is. great prop bets there. That was fun. And that brings us to the end of the show. let's hit the air horn on the show here all right trev um, well we got we got lots more to talk about in the next coming weeks we're going to be talking about the off season and we're going to be talking about a little bit of the u s f l because you know what you know hey. Gary Clark of the uh of the you know uh, of course ring of honor member of the washington Redskins. Um, actually is a big fan of USFL. He came from the USFL and he spoke with us when he was on the show about how much he thought the USFL was a good thing for players. But I did see this great documentary about it and how uh, Donald Trump destroyed it. Um, among the many things, and I won't – I'll stop there. I'm not going to say anything more about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll just say that he wasn't good for the USFL. Let's just stop there. And, and we'll say and, – and there's lots of things talking about the USFL starting this season. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that, talk about a little yeah, bit about the USFL coming about. up, because that'll be, that'll be football coming up in the, in the springtime. So it'll be fun. All right. So, uh, Trev, why don't you give us your uh, social media so people can follow you?
2: Yeah, I'm on, uh, on
0: Twitter, at TrevHTTC, for Hail to the Commanders uh, Instagram, Trev underscore stores. I'm on rep the district podcast, um, football garbage time podcast right here. And also a part of the full press coverage, Washington with George Carvey. So I'm all over the place.
1: Yes, sir. He is all over the place and you should definitely go catch all that terrific stuff there. Uh, particularly Ref the district. I love that. love that. So, everybody go check that out. And I didn't do any of the sponsor reads, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, go get manscaped go get thrive fantasy the code word is football garbage time actually it's just it's garbage time i already screwed it up i only had this very (laughs) short thing to say and i totally screwed it up the code word is garbage time it doesn't matter what you get just put garbage time in as the promo code when you go to manscaped or thrive fantasy thank you very much everybody that's what we wanted to say and that's our read for the day and as i always say thank you so much for listening and for wasting time with us, particularly over the regular season. But don't go away. We're back next week. We have a lot more to talk about, and we have some interviews coming up with some prospects. It's going to be a lot of fun coming up in the next couple weeks. We're going to have some guests from other podcasts joining us as well. So it will be great to so definitely join in and definitely keep listening because it's going to be fun with me and Trev on the Football Garbage Time podcast. You can find me on Twitter at FB Garbage time, And as always, Thank you for listening and wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy your, uh, I don't know, Olympic, NBA, um, sure. something else week? Something. <laughs> Leftovers? <laughs> I don't know. Enjoy something. <laughs> Good night, guys.